you know, when you're handing off kids, you do want to be able to trust who you're handing them off to. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, obviously, if the, if, the relation, if the partnership didn't work, right, my sense of trust in you and a partner, I need to be able to distinguish that from my sense of trust in you as a parent. Yeah, yeah that's good. Your blended family has a 100% chance of success when you do it God's way. We are Blended Kingdom Families, and we want to provide biblical resources to heal and restore families with a message of hope for the next generation. Let's get after it. Hey guys, welcome to the BKF Podcast. Scott and Vanessa Martindale, we are so excited you're here with us today. If you haven't already, please take an opportunity, like, share, leave us a comment. We would love to hear from you, or you can leave us a review. If you happen to be listening on Audible, just know that the full video format of this podcast is on our YouTube channel. You can go and subscribe and be awesome and get notified every single Monday when we drop a new podcast. Today, we are so excited. Yes, we have our amazing friend, Heather Seguin, with us. Welcome, Heather. Thank you for having me. Yes, we are so excited. We've actually been trying to get this podcast for a while. Um, but, you know, as you would have it, you know, it's it's been COVID and all different kinds of things. So we're so excited, Heather, to finally have you on the podcast. And I just want to share a little bit about you with our audience. So you guys, Heather is the owner of Clear Choice Counseling, uh, Heather Seguin Coaching, and she's married with two sons and a dog named Watson. Um, <laughs> she lives in Southern California. California. She is a licensed uh, mental health professional, just like Scott. She's a therapist, you guys. She specializes in a lot of things. So Christian couples uh, coaching, certified sex addiction, uh, addiction, and certified clinical partner specialist. Um, she's trained in Gottman Method couples therapy, which is what I'm learning right now, Heather. Um, and she is also a licensed marriage and family therapist in California as well. And Heather really loves partnering with Jesus to see people's lives transformed and filled with joy. So Heather, we have a lot to learn from you. Well, thanks. I have a lot to learn from you, but don't we all have a lot to learn from each other? Yes. Amen. <laughs> well, and we're excited to get into some really great topics today. I, I love talking about uh, marriages and, and helping marriages, and I know you do as well. Before we get into that, I want to give you an opportunity. Tell us a little bit more about you, where you know a little bit about your family, what you guys like to do for fun, anything you'd want the audience to know. Sure. Uh, well, like you said, I've got you know my husband and two young boys. They'll be six and three this summer, and a dog named Watson. So I am surrounded by males of various species, <laughs> um, and I love it. Um, I love being a boy mom. And um, I think one of the things that's most interesting to me is seeing how completely different children are. Mm. Um, I mean, my, my boys are so, so different and it like highlights to me. I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm learning things about myself by watching my children. And mm -hmm. like, I think we all experience that as parents. So um I am a little bit on the nerdy side. So you will, you know, and for my leisure activities, you'll find me with some form of a book, um, audio or in print. Um, my husband is much more adventurous and you'll find him fishing or hunting or hiking or gardening or doing something like that. And I try to stay away from those things because I very much have a brown thumb. So. <laughs> That's funny. Love it. Well, and we're going to we're going to dive right in and and start talking about marriage. And we're going to talk about the first topic we're going to dive into is trust. Uh, I know 
based on the people who watch this podcast, a lot of blended families, uh, people who are newly married, they're really just blending their family, they're learning you know, about their new marriage. And trust is something that we don't want to admit can be an issue, but we can't deny that it exists in, uh, in blended families. We, just, we, we know that we are wounded people. Uh, some people haven't healed. So what I want to talk about first is what are the best ways to build trust in a marriage? What are those methods? Don't we wish it was a method? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what, that's what everyone wants. It's like, tell me what are the five steps yeah. to doing such and such. I'm like, oh, I really wish I could. Yeah. But I can't. Um, because, um, you know, trust is, is really a concept. Mm. Right. It's like, you can't really clearly define like, this is what trust is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like my perception of safety. Mm-hmm. Right. And what I perceive to be safe is going to be different from what someone else perceives to be safe. My, um, my level of risk aversion is going to be different from somebody else's. And so, you know, building trust really is an individual process. Yeah. Um, but in terms of guidelines, I think that, you know, we do have to acknowledge that, every human being on the planet has some type of trust issue, mm-hmm. right? Whether you're, you know, obviously if you're in a blended family, it just might be more obvious that you're coming with some baggage, mm-hmm. but, yeah. but really all of us have something, you know, we've all experienced some type of betrayal or broken trust, whether it was intentional or unintentional, we've all been disappointed yeah. and disappointment yeah. itself is a bit of broken trust, mm-hmm. right? I thought that something was going to happen and then it didn't. And so um, I think we have to take, trust from being a concept to being really practical about it. Mm. Cause I think where people get stuck is they say like, Oh, you know, well, I just want him or her to trust me. Right. Or I just want to be able to trust him or her. Mm -hmm. And I say, so, well, what does that, what does that mean? How will you know that you, that you trust this person? I'll just feel it. Mm. (laughs) Like, well, that's a, it's really hard to pinpoint that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, you know, what does that look like? Like, what could this person do? that would build that trust. And so we have to take it from that concept to practicalities. And usually it's things that are observable mm. yeah, and tangible, right? It's, I said that I'm going to be home at this time and I'm home at this time. Mm-hmm. I said, I was going to call you and I call you, right? It's consistency of behavior, mm. right? I always like to say that, you know, trust is like a, your credit score, mm. right? And you can go from an 850 to a 400, a lot faster than you can go from a 400 to an 850. That's good. Right. Yeah. Very easy to break trust. And it's a lot harder to build it back, Mm -hmm. but you can build it back. It just takes some work, but like, I know how to build my credit score. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, I got to make my payments on time and live within my means. And, you know, like there are very practical, tangible things where I can say, okay, yes, I can do that. Right. Yeah. Um, so if you're the person that is, feeling more on the insecure side and you need someone to demonstrate trust to you, Mm -hmm. you also have to be able to tell them what trust looks like. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if, you know, if I'm looking for you to, you know, let's say that my betrayal was that my former partner was never where they said that they were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And they were always like telling even white lies, you know, things like, Oh, you know, I'm on my way. I'll be there in five minutes when they haven't even left yet. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, then, you know, if you, you know, calling me every day after work, if that's what you're doing to build trust, but that's not like scratching my itch, mm-hmm. then you're going to feel frustrated because you're doing some a consistent behavior, but it's not actually something that matters to me. Oh, that's good. So, 
you really have to clearly define these are the behavioral things that you can do that would help me to feel more safe and secure. Mm, that's good. No, I love that. And yeah. and I and I think about I think about blended families and I think about relationships that you know are beyond maybe even the new marriage but maybe looking in the past and looking at how you're co-parenting you know and and having that trust established uh, is so important in that co-parenting relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I, what I, the sense that I got from from what you said is, you know, you can have, you can trust somebody and not necessarily be in a relationship with them. Yeah. Meaning, what I, what I mean by that is this: is if you looked at co-parenting situations and you say, you know what, I don't know what our relationship is going to be, but I just wanted, I want you to be able to trust me, and I want to be able to trust you. Mm-hmm. So let's start rebuilding that in some solidified steps of saying, mm-hmm. this is what I need to be able to maintain and grow trust in you, and and, and likewise from the other party. So I think it, it can work good not only in new marriage, but also in that co-parenting relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I think it is... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, those are so many... Those are the dynamics, right, of a blended family. It's like we're... Especially when you're co-parenting, it's like you're navigating the process of doing the parenting thing with now mm-hmm. multiple people involved. And, you know, when you're handing off kids, you do want to be able to trust who you're handing them off to. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, obviously if the, if the relate if the partnership didn't work, right. My sense of trust in you and a partner, I need to be able to distinguish that from my sense of trust in you as a parent. Yeah. yeah that's good. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes having a, you know, getting some co-parenting, either coaching or therapy is good for those dynamics. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's where good, good communication comes in as well. So (laughs) I think, yeah, that definitely plays a key part in it. And, you know, going back, Scott, to what you said about, you know, things that we may not even be aware of that still affect us from our past. We we like to call them landmines, Heather. Um, and we actually wrote about this in our book because oftentimes when you've experienced divorce and the trauma that can come from that and your children experience the trauma that can come from that, coming into a new marriage, into remarriage and into a blended family, we may think that we're good, right? We may think that okay, we've worked past all those things, but then as you're navigating your blended family journey or your new marriage, somebody steps on a landmine that they didn't know about, and it's this trigger moment, right? And you have this big blow up, um, Mm -hmm. and it's really something from your past that you quite maybe haven't dealt with, um, but maybe it's it's like a trust trigger. You know, it's something that your maybe ex-spouse, that you lost trust in, in them with, or they violated mm-hmm. that trust. And now it's maybe something that your new partner said, and it's caused that blow up. So, um, so Heather, what would you say? So what are some ways to uncover those things to prevent those future, you know, possible blow ups happening, those, you know, stepping on those landmines and things like that? Yeah, I feel like there's a two part question. I mm-hmm. think one of them is uncovering them on the front end and then what to do when, oops, mm-hmm. I missed one. I missed a couple during, during the sweep, you know, I missed some. Um, And I think in terms of uncovering stuff, you know, it's a soul searching moment within yourself of, you know, what actually did happen in that really, in that former relationship where that trust was broken. Mm -hmm. Right. And really, and really kind of exploring it within yourself. What, because again, going back to behaviors, what did this person do or fail to do that, violated my sense of trust mm-hmm. that, but that gave me that sense of betrayal. Yeah. And, you know, cause oftentimes it's so painful 
like, we don't want to think about it. We just want to move on. Mm-hmm. Right. But then, you know, we're just waiting for that. It's just going to, we're kicking the can down the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to really ask yourself what caused, what caused the breakdown, mm-hmm. right? Was it failure to communicate? Was it, you know, we just grew apart, but really it was actually like silent treatment and passive aggressiveness. Like what is it that caused this relationship to break down Yeah, mm-hmm. and probably going to therapy yeah. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and working through recognizing signs of that mm-hmm. and, and building communication skills so that, you know, you don't repeat those former patterns. Even I think recognizing, um, you know, we, we all, we, we co-create a system, mm-hmm. right? Now that doesn't mean that I'm responsible for someone else's behavior, mm-hmm. right? If someone else, you know, did things that were betraying of my trust, that doesn't mean that I caused that, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe there were things that, you know, I ignored or I was preoccupied with, or, you know, my own level of health and, you know, attracting people who were also at a similar level of health, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I obviously work with partners who've mostly been uh, completely blindsided by, by betrayal. And, um, you know, but when you dig into it, you know, we find usually that it's like, I didn't think to ask this question or I thought this was normal, but maybe it wasn't, you know? So some of it is like that soul searching for yourself to sort out, you know, what went wrong that first time. Um, And then I think for the ones that, you know, cause we're all it's like, you don't know that a landmine is there until you step on it. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, many years ago, um, my brother passed away at a young age, just strep throat of all things. Mm. So random medical thing. Um, and I was in the grocery store once walking down the frozen food section and I, you know, saw something that like he used to eat all the time. And there I am in like the frozen food section, having a bit of a breakdown. Mm. And my therapist in her wisdom was like, it sounds like you were ambushed. I'm like, I was ambushed right there in the frozen food, (laughs) you know? And um, I think like same concept of what you're talking about with the landmines is like, I'm just suddenly flooded and like, I was not prepared for this. And like, here I am. And what do I do? Yeah. And I think we have to kind of recognize our, our physiological response to stress Mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm, I'm in fight flight right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Everything in me is telling me run like heck. Yeah. You know? Um, and you know, either we'll either run or fight, you know? And so, and I think, you know, we think of that as, um, maybe being aggressive. And I think sometimes it's really helpful to think of the fight response as like, no one's leaving the arena. Like we're going to hash this out. Like we're going to like, I'm committed and I'm going to prove that I'm committed by forcing us to have this conversation. And when the other person is completely flooded and in a flight space, nothing good is going to come from that. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that when you do step on a landmine and you're kind of left in this, like, oh my gosh, now my partner is like completely freaking out and I don't even know what I did. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to practice some self-regulation, it's good. like take a deep breath and really like, make sure that if, if you're the one that stepped on the mine and you have no idea what's going on, you know, you are going to be the one that has to, you know, get yourself centered and stable so that you can ask questions yeah. like, mm-hmm. are you okay right now? What's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, your reaction to this is like, I did not expect this. Can you help me to understand what's happening for you right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I always tell people, I'm like, whether you're a newlywed or you've been married for 50 years, like if I could just give one piece of marriage advice, it is approach everything with curiosity. It's mm. good. Because if you are curious about something, mm-hmm 
you'll, it's, it's just so much more open. Yeah. Right. It means that I can gather information and, yeah. and be curious about it, be, be, um, open about it. And then that way we can actually get somewhere. Yeah. Whereas if I feel like I'm being judged or, you know, um, criticized in some way that I'm going to shut down. Right. And not want to share. Yeah. Um, if, if you're the person that is experiencing the landmine and you're in that fight flight mode, I think sometimes the best thing to do is to say, like, I'm really flooded right now, like, you know, flooded, overwhelmed potato, potato, choose whichever language works mm. best for you. Um, I think a lot of it is creating that common language, right? Mm. Like I have a lot of, I use a, there's a, a neuropsychologist named Dan Siegel who uses the hand as a model for, you know, your brain. And, you know, the, the thumb is like your limbic system. It's your fight flight. Mm-hmm. And so a lot, I have clients who be like, I'm in a thumb, like I'm in my thumb brain. I'm gonna need a break. <laughs> <laughs> you know, And like that common language really helps yeah. for them yeah. to, cause then the other partner can recognize like, okay, you need to go like take, take care of yourself yeah. so that we can actually have a conversation, you know, whole brain to whole brain. Yeah. yeah. Right. Where we can actually communicate effectively. Yeah. No, that's good. No, you said it's so many great things. I, I just want to unpack a couple of things. So one, I think understanding that, yes, everybody does have landmines, mm-hmm. uh, especially as you, as you look at your marriage and maybe look at, you know, the time you've been married, one, understanding that they're there um, and going to see, we're a big fan and big, big proponents of Christian counselors, but going and getting that premarital counseling, or even if you've been married for a few years, going to counseling yeah. and literally asking your therapist about this, you know, Hey, mm-hmm. what, what do you think are, you know, landmines or, you know, uh, trauma from our past that can come into our new marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and those things, and I just kind of want to give a couple practical examples because somebody may be listening to this going, I don't really know what a landmine is, mm-hmm. so can you explain that to me real quick? So I'm just going to give you a couple examples. You know, uh, sometimes you may be having a conversation, um, and, and and trust may be the landmine. So you come in 10 minutes later than, than you're supposed to, mm-hmm. and you're going to get more of an abnormal reaction. Yeah. You know, it, it's not uncommon to be 10 minutes late. What's uncommon is is a huge blow up at that moment of why were you 10 minutes late? Mm-hmm. What was the issue? And you're like, this is not, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. This doesn't feel normal. So let's, as you said, let's center that person, center themselves and go, okay, I don't need to overreact here, but I think I need to be curious of why that was such an overreaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, the other ones that I can think of are some people may be sensitive in the way you speak about you know, their family. You know, because they could have had a lot of trauma from their past marriage about, you know, talking bad about their family or maybe an inside joke or a joke. And so what I'm getting at is any type of overreaction is the part where you need to start, as you said, Heather, being curious of like, this is not maybe normal. But then also just an expectation that I'm coming into a new marriage. We have a lot of past. Mm -hmm. There are Mm landmines. Let's go explore those first. And, you know, whether that's doing Gottman training or prepare and enrich or something that mm-hmm. digs up the past and mm-hmm. says, let's put this out there for a counselor and go into this with eyes wide open. So at least we can trigger as many as we can mm-hmm. on purpose and yes. get and, and work <laughs> through those. Um, so I love what you said, just tons of wisdom there. Yeah, I think, you know, and a big part, one thing we always talk about too, is just praying together with your spouse. So I think on both parts, if you're the person experiencing, feeling those emotions, like you were talking about, Heather, the fight or flight, like having the discernment 
of being like, why am I feeling this way? Like, what is what yeah. is in me that has triggered that? And then just asking the Holy Spirit and praying about it, like God revealed to me what it is that's in my heart that caused me to blow up when my husband was 10 minutes late coming home, you know? And if, if it's the opposite spouse, mm-hmm. you know, when you see that being like, hey, like, you know, having that conversation, maybe offering pr- to pray over your spouse, but just talking about, you know, I noticed that you kind of blew up about this. Is there something that maybe, you know, and again, having that conversation of unpacking it, of like, this isn't normal. I haven't seen you do this before. You know, is there something that may have caused that? Is there something bothering you? And like you said, I love that you said curiosity, Heather, because I think the more questions you can ask, um, the more open you can be, because there are people that shut down. I'm, I'm a shut down person. And so mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, knowing, um, knowing yourself. And if you're like, okay, I just maybe need a few minutes, but then coming back to that and just asking all of those questions. Cause again, you want to bring it out to the light so you can expose it versus mm-hmm. the enemy wants you to keep it stuff yeah. down, you know? No, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I love this topic. And, and again, we could probably talk for four hours on this topic alone. Uh, but it does, it helps marriages and which is, is something that we really yeah. want to focus on. Uh, Heather, we're coming to the end of our time. So we have two final kind of questions that we ask everybody. One is if you had a newly married couple in front of you, maybe that was blended, what advice would you impart to them? It really is that curiosity thing. Mm. Uh, It's such a skill, you know, like we, and sometimes I think, you know, curiosity and empathy, Mm -hmm. we treat empathy as though it's like a natural state, like, oh, just some people are just more empathic than others. And I'm like, no, empathy is a skill. Yeah. You know, empathy is my ability to kind of project myself into your experience and, and, and feel what I think that you would feel right. Not how I would feel in your experience. Mm. Right. Cause I'm coming with a different skill set than you are. Yeah. Right. But like, but to, for me to like, again, be curious and like, use what I know about you mm-hmm. to kind of figure out like, okay, I could see how you would feel that way, how you would be experiencing it that way. It's not about being right or wrong, but it's like, that's your experience. And if I'm curious and empathic, then we can go a long way. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I'm going to say one thing before I, just something that occurred to me. Um, you know, what's funny is as a married couple, we don't ask each other a ton of questions that are not like relevant to our day. Yeah. You know, it's like, what are you doing today? What do I need to do today? All these things. But one of the things that occurred to me is we were on a vacation a while back and we, we were with another couple and we did this like random questions that we would ask the other couple or each other. And they're just random questions like, tell me something from your childhood in third grade that you remember. Mm -hmm. And it occurred to me that married people really don't do that a lot. Mm. And they don't just sit down and go, you know what? I'm just going to ask random questions that somebody else generates. You can Google this. (laughs) Random adult (laughs) questions to ask each other. And be curious. Be the spouse that is curious about, because there's, we've been married for eight years. There's tons of stuff about you I don't know. Yeah. And tons of stuff about, you know, so be the curious mm-hmm. mouse. I'm sorry. I just wanted to add that in there. No, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Gottman Method Couples Therapy. And um, one of their exercises is what they call love maps. And it's a, just a, it's a bunch of questions. And it's things like, you know, what kind of condiments do you like, you know, or not like, you know, um, and, you know, it's, it is, it's things that we take for granted and, or, you know, how do you take your coffee? Right. And I mean, there's, there's, you know, the more kind of fun innocuous questions. And then there's things like, you know, what's your greatest fear Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, or what's the thing that's stressing you out the most, but you're right. We get so like entrenched in just like daily family life mm-hmm. that we forget to like 
who are you and, and what are you about and what's going on for you, you know, on the inside, you know? No, I love that. Well, and I think the more questions you ask, you know, and it brings, like you said something from the third grade and then it just gives opportunity to just dive even into more of that. So you're getting to know your spouse, but that in itself is building trust, you know? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, well, Heather, last question that we have, and we ask this to all of our guests who come onto the podcast, and we just love hearing everyone's different, their uh, different, uh, you know, heart for uh, what a blended kingdom family is. But what is a blended kingdom family to you? I think a blended kingdom family is an intentional family, mm-hmm. a family that knows what redemption and restoration can look like yeah. and is committed to pursuing it, um, which is uh, pretty courageous, I think. Mm. I love that. I love it. Beautiful. Well, we want to give everybody an opportunity to uh, go and find you yes. or stalk you or however they, <laughs> they do that. Uh, so where can our guests find you, Heather? Um, I They can find me at clearchoicecounseling.com. Um, they can also find me at heathersigwin.com. Um, and I have an Instagram that should be, I'm working on it I'm a little <laughs> slower on the social media side of things. I'm a great consumer of social media. I'm, I'm working on the, the output part. <laughs> That's awesome. I love, love it. it. I know. Well, I always make fun of Scott because his is he has two photos from having, you know, his Instagram for what, like five years now or something like that. And he has two photos on his. We have a golden retriever <laughs> who has more followers than I do. And I am perfectly, I am so okay with that. I, I, uh, I, I am, I am good with, so I'm with you, Heather. It's all good. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Heather, for joining us today. It's been such an honor and a pleasure, and we're just so glad to have you on. And we just know, I know so many people who are listening to this and dealing with those trust issues and, you know, within marriage, it can be mm-hmm. hard, but I know so many people are going to be blessed by this episode. So thank you. Thank you. Guys, thanks so much for joining in with us today. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. It was really amazing. Hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Be blessed in all that you do. Hey guys, so glad you were here with us today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Join us again next time as we hang out with more amazing podcast guests. And remember, nothing will be impossible with God.